Everybody and welcome to the Premier League Nightclub Podcast. My name is Damon, and this week I do have Sam and, of course, Woody. He's back. Woody is here. Sammy, Sam, you've made it back on, mate. Congratulations. How do you I feel? I, I'm surprised that I was invited back <laughs> after the after my. To be fair, the form. only reason you were invited because you rocked up at the station and someone had to come pick you up. Yeah, we couldn't leave you stranded like last <laughs> week. Yeah, for those who don't know, Sam rocked up. Uh, was it, yeah, it was last week on, on Wednesday on the wrong recording day and, and asked us where we were. So that was quite the scenario. <laughs> yeah, unbelievable. I can't I can't keep up with all the messages these days. You don't even read the messages, mate. That's they disappear you, you, apparently. You claim like Damo. You claim last week that the messages were actually deleting themselves. <laughs> Unreal. Unreal. Did not. That's just <laughs> mate. You're fodder. <laughs> Alright. Anyway. 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 It was the international break over the weekend, which means we've pretty much got absolutely no games to dissect. Yeah, Sam's not happy. Sam's not happy. But the only thing I'm happy about is that something has come back into my household. And what's that, Sam? Would you care to let everyone know? FIFA 20 is back in my house, which is... I'm not sure how to feel about it. you care to let everyone know what happened last time FIFA came into your household? Well, we didn't see him for a few months. Nobody saw me. (laughs) I weighed in at 110 kilos. (laughs) Didn't have a job. And lost all my, I lost all my money. <laughs> <laughs> Jeez. Don't get sucked in this time, Sam. Oh, it's we'll all right. Tr- we'll try not. Try your hardest. Try your hardest. Anyway, yeah. So as I said, it's the international break. Uh, we had a few EPL players do pretty well, actually. We saw Benny Chilwell. Mm-hmm. Hat-trick of assists. Woody, your unreal editing stuff on Instagram. How good was it? Yeah. Well, you're pretty impressed with yourself. Usually, you ask me and Sam, is this okay to post? He didn't even ask for permission this time. He went straight into it. He was and I actually thought that was one of the worst ones. Peace <laughs> <laughs> off. You know, um, I actually, when the first time I saw it, I thought he'd just straight up copy and paste it. Well, copied it off another page. So, I, I was actually quite impressed. I love once the I way, he, did I love it. The way so he, he comes in. He comes in and he's like, well, just, just so you guys know, like this is what I do to the photos. Like this is the original, and this is what I've made it look. Yeah, like. he definitely. So, yeah, so you guys can see the progression of how it sort of works out. So we're going to get one computer. of those videos, those speed up videos, where he's like, the, you can see the cursor going from like point yeah. to point on the on the screen. We'll get one of those sent soon. But anyway, um, <laughs> he should make it his side hustle and start a graphic design. He's no doubt thinking about it. Absolutely, thing. no doubt thinking about probably, it. Probably, probably going to finish. He's probably going to be qualified in that before he finishes his engineering degree. <laughs> probably. What have you got left? Like four or five, two years. ten years? <laughs> <laughs> All right, Woody, other than Benny Chilwell, who performed over the weekend? Look, mate, honestly, I don't know. Other than a Harry Kane hat trick and an Oxide Chamberlain belter of a goal, who the hell watches international breaks? But what I do know is that our rolling team of the season, XI, is back yet again for a third installment, and they've seen a few shakeups so far this season. But this time round, I think we've got a few bolters and we've got a few stayers as well. Yeah, it's pretty funny looking back as well from that first team of the season. Some of those players aren't even getting a look in at the moment. No, Pookie. no chance. Yeah, Pookie, a prime probably, candidate for that. Pookie's probably the one that sticks out the most. Yeah, for sure. 100%. What did you say before, Sammy, about Pookie, the Pookie train? Uh, I said it stopped after one station. <laughs> <laughs> you're right, you're right. Um, but it's interesting this time round, uh, if we're looking at the team sheet as, as it stands right now, 
we all of us have different keepers for the first time this season. So it'd be interesting to see how that sort of pans out. I reckon out. that's probably the most difficult position to nail down. Well, now, now it is. Yeah. I think with the rise of, we see the strength of the top five, 100% it's the most difficult position. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. And I mean, just to quickly go through our last team of the season, for those who aren't 100% on that, Nick Pope was in goal last time, Andy Robertson at left back, Van Dyke and Mings at centre-half, Ricardo Pereira at right-back, Ndidi, Madison and De Bruyne in midfield, Aguero on the right, Abraham through the middle, and Aubameyang on the left. Boys, we starting at goalkeeper? Let's do it. Let's do it. Now, my keeper's Leno from Arsenal, and I feel like I'm pretty... I'm open to persuasion on this one, but the reason I have him in is purely because he has made the most saves in the league, and that's 49. I think as much as that's good, it does say a lot about Arsenal's defence. But yeah, I just felt that Leno, given the circumstances, he'd done enough for mine to get in my team of the season. Cookie, how about you? Uh, I've gone Schmeichel this time around, and uh, he's pretty much gone completely unnoticed for the duration of the season so far. I don't think any of us have picked him prior to today, correct? Yep. yep. Um, so yeah, Leicester have had the stingiest defence in the league by like they have only conceded eight goals this season, and they're the equal first for clean sheets. And so yeah, he's been pretty much outstanding with. A little bit of a would-be stat man he's put on here for me. He's, uh, <laughs> yeah. he's put, he's put, he's completed seventy-six point four percent of his passes from goalkeeper, which is a very high percentage. Nice. Uh, and my one, I've gone with uh, the mighty Blades man, Man United, um, Man United low knee, so double both roots. Um, Dean Henderson. He's my goalkeeper of the season thus far. So he has 79.07 save success, which is the second highest in the league behind Schmeichel. Um, and the difference between Pope, who was our all of our three anonymous, oh, unanimous um, goalkeeper last last bout, he, he has 66.7 save success. Now, Dean Henderson, I picked, and I'm going to argue a strong case here before we go into other positions because mm-hmm. um, he has the equal first... Uh, Equal first in the league for clean sheets with five with Schmeichel and I think it is Pope as well. But Henderson is the pace setter rising um, to the top four uh, shutouts in uh, with with four shutouts in his last seven matches. Um, but I think one thing that sort of differentiates him. So I'm pretty much going to rule you out, Damo, with with your goalkeeper choice. But so okay. it's in between between Schmeichel and oh, I'm um, happy to take a step. I think, I think between just... Michael and Henderson. But anyway, Sammy, I'm going to shut you up here because not that you did anything. No, like, no, but... you listen to what I'm going to say. Here we I'm go. going to Come say on. I'm happy for you to go with Dean Henderson because he's got nothing else to add other than what's, what he's already read out on the sheet. That's pretty much what I'm about to say. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, I'm going to argue a case for you as well, Sammy. But um, so Schmeichel has the stingiest defense with eight. Um, Henderson has nine, so one goal less. However, if we look at the way Leicester play. Um, Schmeichel gets a lot more decent touches than Henderson does. So for me, the difference between the two um, is that they both have the same amount of passes this season with 313. However, Henderson's passes um, go forward 92.9% of the time compared to Schmeichel, who has only 42.5% of the time passes going forward. Sure, that's just an indication of how they play. I don't understand. Yeah, but then... That. Okay, so... so yeah, if if, if we you're take a goalkeeper, that, aren't you that... Who, the, who are you yeah, passing back to? No, nah, he's passing he's sideways. He's passing sideways essentially to their fullbacks, which yeah. is what they do. But then if you look at, for example, Allison when he's played, he has over 60% forward pass rate and they play through their fullbacks. That's a fair point. Fair you know point. what I mean? So I think that says something about Schmeichel's distribution. It's only lateral. Whereas Henderson, on the other hand, looks forward. Yeah, look, would he... 
I mean, I can't really argue with Dean Henderson. Damien, I don't think you can either. No, I'm out of this one. I'm completely out. So he has he's the only keeper, I believe, from a promoted side. Well, he's kept the most clean sheets out of all keepers from promoted sides in their first year, correct? Yep. To, to, yeah. To, to date. Yep. Yeah. yeah. Well, actually, fun fact on that. No promoted goalkeeper has ever kept the most clean sheets and, and taken away the golden glove in a season. So Ooh, Could but, be on. Could be on. Who knows? That Maybe would be scenes. Yeah. All right. So Henderson locks up. That spot? Yep. Happy with that? Yep. Sweet. All right. Oh, yes. Let's move on to our fullbacks. At left back, actually, to be honest, I have both Liverpool players, and I think <laughs> you two might as well. I have yeah. Robertson and Trent Alexander-Arnold. Does anyone have any arguments? No. No, no way. Same as my last one as well. But Alexander-Arnold is new um, for he a is, few he is. Years, isn't he? he is. No, he's not new for me. Yeah, actually, really? he's been on from pretty much... Actually, you were on him in week in the first international break, yeah, Woody. Yeah, and then I was and the only one. And then Sam was both on, on um, Wan-Bissaka. Yeah, so this is the first time we've all had <laughs> Alexander-Arnold. In fact, this is the first time more than two of us have had yeah. Alexander-Arnold. Which actually probably says something about our fullback, um, our, our, that position there, because Wan-Bissaka is, is probably the best defensive fullback in the league, whereas Alexander-Arnold is head and shoulders above everyone in terms of attacking um, output. So... The man has four assists and the six six most passes in the league, most crosses, and I guess no one else has created more chances with forty two than Trent Alexander in the said, fullback position. And as I said last time we had this debate, he's very good to watch. He is. He is. Quality. He is. And also, it's probably worth mentioning though that the Leicester boys, Ricardo Pereira and Ben Chilwell, no disrespect to them, they're like in no. almost any other season or Mate, era of the Premier League, they'd be the best two fullbacks. D- Damon, we did say that. Andy Robertson is very well the best left back in the world right now. Mm-hmm. But Ben Chilwell in the Premier League is very close behind with yeah, second. Yeah, we, we, very close behind. We, should, we forgot to look in our own backyard, or well, England's backyard, so about it, Benny so Chilwell. It is good for England at the moment. Oh, yeah. Speaking like, of which, we, we, they we, have a good defence building at the moment with we'll, we'll Harry get, Maguire. We'll get, into the side, we'll get into England's side because they showed that they flexed their muscles a little bit during the international break. They smashed That's it. That's for smashed sure. 7-0, wasn't it? Yep, 7-0. Yep. Alrighty, uh, so are we all happy with those fullbacks? Yep. At the centre backs, my two centre backs are. I've stuck with Van Dyke, mm-hmm. and the other one I've gone with is Lord Farquhar, Soyuncu, Chu, the boy from Leicester. He has Lord Farquhar. He has been unreal in his <clears throat> replacement, or he is the replacement of Harry Maguire. Fourth most passes in the league with eight hundred and thirty-five. Uh, sixth most clearances, sixty-six. And overall, he is the uh, ha- has made the third most successful passes, which is five hundred ninety six from outside the big six club. So he's just he's making look, he's making look, he's making the sale of Harry Maguire look like a charity. To be honest, yeah, I mean <laughs> it, it, it says a lot about system over player sometimes, mm. doesn't it? Like personnel, yeah. I should say. Like mm. the way Leicester have made you look. Who knows? So actually might have been a flop at almost any other club. He's clearly found the right place at Leicester, and he's absolutely mm. Brendan Rodgers is doing bits. He is. It's bits. just safe to say. Bits and a half. What was that stat, Woody, that we um, came across about Brendan Rodgers and Jamie Vardy and versus... Did you see that? Yeah, I think we'll bring it up when Jamie Vardy comes onto the case. <laughs> is that, if, if you don't mind, we'll save that one. Oh, bit, so- bit of gold. Oh, yeah, true. I forgot that he was, <laughs> we still had to talk. But yeah, yeah no, that Enlighten just- us with your centre-backs, though, Sam. That's what there's no way anyone's getting me to take Van Dyke out. I just like him too much as a bloke. All right. Um, so, yeah, he's in. And then I've gone with John Egan because I like the Blades and I've jumped on Woody's bandwagon and they have done so, so well. They've kept five clean sheets. They're the first... Are they the 
best relegated, uh, so the best promoted team for how long? Or I they, think they're like, on track to, at to, the moment, if the yeah. league finished now, they would be, but I think the best is like sixth or seventh, yeah. yeah. I can't well, remember the team that So did. they're on track. Yeah, they're on track. Which is exciting, and I just love an underdog, and I think that they deserve to be mentioned. Yep, sweet. Yep. All right, we'll All right so I've actually brought in Van Dyke because I... Uh, you know, you've been put him. You've out. had an agenda against him. No, I, I haven't. I haven't. But <laughs> he's I, a victim of his own standards. <laughs> Wait, bit bit rich, Sammy. <laughs> but anyway, Van Dyke. Um, I, I left him out last time because huh, of Joel Matips. <laughs> because of Joel Matips. Uh, Joel Matips. Um, you know, form in the league. But I, I've had to include Van Dyke. Um, just because Matip has been injured, so Van Dyke has been had to be paired with Lovren and a few different other defensive partners. But I guess in that sense, Van Dyke has shown his unparalleled defensive leadership so far this season and also highlights his ability last season as well. And he's put himself in the race for the Ballon d'Or, which is my tip to, to take it out. But his standards lift those around him. And if you watch He's a won Liverpool the most game, aerial battles in the league as well. He has. has. And if you look... Well, the, it helps when you're six foot four and what as as heavy as he is. And, you know, just that, <laughs> he's a specimen. He, yeah, he also has the most passes in the league, which is really surprising um, as well. And yeah. Soyuncu is third. So it says what, something what, about... Passes the defender? or no, passes, in the whole league. Yeah, passes in the whole, in league. whole league with yeah. 902. Um, so that says something about his influence on games and also a mainstay in Liverpool's side. So his, his leadership ability, I, I'd say... He should be the captain if Henderson is out. Yeah. He, he should be the captain. I'll tell you what, I actually liked your argument as to withholding him last time we did this. I thought it was a very interesting point, but it's nice to see you've come around and got back on the train. <laughs> because that that Matip comparison of when Matip's there versus when Van Dyke's there and who... When... Yeah, well, it shows how good Matip is. And if you look at Liverpool in the last month, they've conceded in every game. Pretty much. Winning. So, that's a thing. You know what I mean? But yeah, let's not go back off what we were yeah. Yeah, just yeah, said. Yeah. I just thought. So, uh, and my next centre-back is Tyrone Mings, who um, still has the most amount of blocks so far this season. Second highest clearances and second highest um, headed clearances so far. And I think, I feel as if he plays for a Villa team that is very hard done by in terms of their results. But if you look at them play, they're definitely one of the most interesting and, and fun teams to, to watch play so far this season. Very stiff to be where they are at the moment. You're a big fan of Tyrone Mings, aren't you, Woody? You've had him every single Yeah, night. I am. I am. And if you watch him play, he's an absolute beast. And, and you watch him in his playouts for England, mm. just he's he's going to be a mainstay for that team, that international England team, for a long time. Alrighty. So, who's our decision? Because we've got John Egan, Sion Chu, and Mings to pick from because Van Dyke is obviously going to make the team. So, um, well, look, if I wasn't to pick Mings, I'd, I'd pick Sion Chu. All right, if I wasn't going to pick Sion Chu, I would probably pick Mings. I'm going to go with Sion Chu just because Mings has been in the team before. <laughs> All right, oh, fair, right. Enough, fair <laughs> enough. Sion gets a call up. All right, let's move into the midfield. My midfield hasn't changed. I've gone with Indeedy, who leads Europe in a variety of areas as I went into last week. So give that a listen if you want to hear how good indeed he is. Uh, and then obviously De Bruyne keeps his spot because despite actually not getting it, he's, I think he's got like one assist in the last month. He still leads by more than double. More than double, yeah. Of second. Ridiculous. <laughs> so he can't be dropped out. And Madison so has cool. now found goal scoring form. So they're my three. Sammy. Mm. Uh, I've gone like you. I've gone, I've brought in DD into the team. 
And like you, I've also gone with KDB just because he's going to be a mainstay in my team probably for the rest of the season unless he gets injured. Yep. Um, and then thirdly, I've gone with Jorginho. This is a fair shout. This is actually a fair shout. Yeah. Well, he has the most amount of passes for midfielders this season. He's made 11 through balls, which is the most of any player. And he's had the most touches in the league for midfielders. So you put all those three together and you get the pretty good midfielder. And he's... A large part of Chelsea's success to this date, and what is a quite an inexperienced yeah, team. Yeah, and you got Kovacic and Kante covering the back and doing yeah. all the defensive. Ironic, work. it's funny because Kante's he's, probably been the one that's been disappointing through injury, but he's actually probably been when you compare him to Kovacic and Jorginho, he's probably had the worst season out of cor- the three. Correct me if I'm wrong, but was one of the reasons that Jorginho, you know how last season he wasn't really firing, he wasn't. Yeah, yeah. Was one of the reasons because he had to play. He was more vulnerable defensively. Yeah, I think. Well, I think he was, he, he was to play Chelsea, a deep playing pl- yeah. playmaker, which Chelsea is very were much easy the, to play against as well. Yeah, which is very much the Italian style. So having that cover now has let him play his more passing fluid. Well, game. he plays a bit more forward than, yeah. than instead of a CDM. He's more of well, a central I mean. midfield. He's been allowed player. to because yeah, yeah. he's got the Kovacic and, and it's a change in formation rather than yeah. It's yeah. it's more of a four four. It's a four. It's a four three three. But he's not that pivot in the middle anymore. Yeah, he's got more flexibility. Yeah, so I think I think he's a he's a worthy shout. All right. All right. So I'll, I'll move into mine. So I've gone uh, Madison, KDB, exactly the same reasons you guys pointed out, just unparalleled in terms of their um, work ethic and also their output so far this season, especially with Madison finding um, the ability to score, which is going to take his game to the next level, I think. But uh, for center mid, I've gone for someone who we actually um, copped a little bit of disrespect for because we've left him out um, you know, in the last few uh, rolling team of the seasons is Fabinho. Um, and... That man by no means fills the stat sheet, but he has been probably one of the uh, best performers for Liverpool over the last few seasons. Funny which, I didn't even know he was 26. I thought the bloke was like 31 or something. 26? He, he looks so old. He actually has quite the history as well for a 26-year-old in terms of teams yeah. he's played for. He's gone on yeah. quite the journey to become the player he is. Yeah, exactly. He, he went through the merry-go-round in terms of Monaco, in terms of where he played. Um, he played all over the pitch for them. But yeah, I think I think uh, someone, I can't remember who it was, uh, one of the pundits um, said he was a lighthouse for Liverpool in that he's got a vision all over the pitch, has... Um, the ability just to be that absolute um, pillar in the middle of the He's somehow the still ground. underrated in my books. I think oh, he is so still underrated. underrated and and he proves to be that metronome that keeps pulling um, Liverpool out of the lurch as well and fixing, uh, fixing him up in situations where they look like they've conceded and they may lose points. Um, Fabinho is that guy that just keeps bringing him out and, and, mm-hmm. and forcing the ball forward. Uh, for a defensive-minded midfielder, he's sort of, sort of their, um, you know, Barometer, not yeah, not not so much barometer. I think more of their um, uh, m- more of their their t- like I don't want to say testosterone, but more of their like drive. Their grunt, uh, yeah. Their grunt. So he he does the dirty work. Without him, it. their midfield looks half what, um, of what it yeah. is. Was that is that stat still going? Where Liverpool haven't lost. Yep. Yep. With still going still in a, since well, he's still yet to lose so far this season. So with him well, in but the starting line. Yeah, yeah. He's it's his second year with Liverpool now, isn't it? Yeah, but yeah. considering they have never lost with him, it's yeah, yeah, phenomenal. But it does, you know, draw us to the conclusion of midfield, which is a bit of an issue because, because Madison, KDB, Jorginho, Fabinho, right, so and Didi, they're all massive calls. All right, we we lock away KDB. All three of us have him and yep. Madison. I think well, Sam didn't really, have Madison. I didn't have Madison, but that that, that it's going to be so. There's I two for Didi. Yeah, so there's two for Ndidi, but then there's two for Madison. So I think it's going to have to be the same same midfield that we went through went yeah, with last time. I think time. Jorginho and Fabinho have to miss out because only one of us. The has. only knock I have against Jorginho is that he had a not 
he didn't light up the first half of the season because Chelsea was still adjusting in the midfield. So he's only got a goal and two assists. But if he brings that tally up by the next next international break, he could very well find himself and I sp- in our team. And I suppose you could argue the same for Fabinho. He doesn't have the stat sheet. Yeah, I I, I think indeed he's impossible to take out. Yeah. You know, you know yeah. what I think about him. But aside from that, he's just... There's no one head and it, shoulders above him. Yeah, put it that so way. I, it, for me, we have to stick with the same midfield. Yep. Let's do uh, it. So, Ndidi, uh, De Bruyne, Madison, done. Lock it in. Attack. Stay into attack. Jamie Vardy has to, has yeah, to be I there. I think he's there for all three of us looking at the run sheet. Yep, all three of us have got him. Yep, sure 11 thing. goals, 12 games, you know. He's Says on five. He's, he's on five. Enough. We spoke about him heaps, didn't we? <laughs> we don't have to week, talk, we? We don't have yeah, to talk about yeah. him again. All right, Abraham, does he sp- keep his spot? He keeps my For me, he does. Me, yep. yep. All right. And Raheem the Dream? Well, you two have Sterling, don't you? I have Sterling. I like Raheem the Dream. I've got Sadio Mane, and now. But I'm, I'm the only reason I would say, like we spoke about a couple of weeks ago, Mane being one of the clever, cleverest players with inside the box and all that. But I just think we have too much Liverpool in this team. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, it's a fair call. <laughs> but to be fair, they are first, and they're running away with the title already. But Damo, you want to put a case for Mane? Oh, look, I can sit here and say, like, they both have the same amount of goals. I think Mane has one more assist. But I think I, I just want to point out the big moments. I mean, he scored the last-minute winner against Aston Villa, earned two key penalties against Spurs and Leicester. And also, if we want to talk about Raheem Sterling's seven goals, three of them came on the opening day against West Ham. And now, I, I know goals are goal, but they do. some goals have more importance than others. So I just think, take Mane out of Liverpool. They're not half the team they are. Take Sterling out of Man City, and I don't think they change position too much. I know, but I don't um, think that's true. I think I think City are a different team with Sterling in it, hundred really? percent. Because I'm pretty sure he didn't play in the game they won eight nil. But anyway, go on. <laughs> who they? Who they? Watford. When they he came. Watford. He came on and scored. He came no, on. And he didn't. Well. He didn't come on. Are you sure? I'm 100 percent certain he didn't come on. But he was Damon, in my fantasy team that day. You're ignoring what I'm saying. All right. I'm. I don't want to look down and see a Liverpool team. But we're not, mate. Mate. So what's the what's the team at the moment? There's at least oh no, there's, there's, not as there's bad as three. I no, because we don't. Yeah, we don't have a Liverpool player in the midfield. I forgot that. Can, can we have Sadio Mane, or or am I being too? Well, too... Damon, the way this podcast works is majority rules. All right, fine. You can have Raheem Sterling. Raheem the Dream. But if people if people on the social media start calling it out, I'm gonna be I'm yeah, gonna feel, be with the feel, people. Feel free to correct us. I'm gonna be with the people. Anyway, boys. Although there was no Premier League action over the weekend, it hasn't stopped from one of the usual segments coming back, and that is winners and losers. Oi, did someone say winners and losers? Sure did, mate. What is that? That's new. Yep. Oh, yeah. that, did you, do you yeah. like it, Sam? I do like it. Woody and I put it together. It's pretty good, isn't it? It is nice. I feel like every episode we've had it, we've talked about how good it is <laughs> after the fact. But it, is, anyway. it is good, mate. Yeah, it we're pretty proud good. of it. Anyway, I'll start with my winner. Here we go. And my winner is Timo Puki. And I know the Puki train is... Stopped. The Puki party is just finished about two months ago now. Yeah. But at an international level, it's still going. Uh, to be honest, I think it's... Oh, sorry to butt in, man. But the Puki party was just a, a a little bit of a taste of what the Vardy party can be. Okay, or, all right. Bit of, bit of a precursor. The team- the, the team of Pookie party isn't really a party. We get that. Okay. It's more of a, it's more of a Pookie was the opening set to the Vardy party, Eric. Yeah. In terms of nightclub, yeah, he was a supporting act. Yeah, for yeah. sure. He was the eight o'clock eight o'clock DJ for yeah. sure. And, yeah. But he did score a brace over over the weekend, and Finland qualified for their first ever major tournament, Whoa. which was massive. And he scored again 
last night, which means he scored 10 goals in qualifying. And he actually said that qualifying for this Euros was the biggest achievement in his career. So he ranks it higher than getting promoted with Norwich, which fair enough, a lot of players have their national pride uh, you know, intact despite the money coming in at club level. So I think... Yeah, Pookie has to be my winner just because of what he did during uh, you know, during the international break. He must be absolutely buzzing. Sammy. Nice. So I've actually gone with Jimmy Madison. He's in. The, Are you saying Jimmy Madison now as well? Jimmy Madison. <laughs> James is just James is converts into Jimmy. But yeah, he finally made his England debut coming off the debut coming off the bench in what was a seven nil destruction of Montenegro. So. I mean, one of the reasons he might not have been getting a game is because of the plethora of English midfielders they currently have pushing for selection. But uh, he's right up there now. And after uh, Gareth Southgate sees he's made his third consecutive Premier League nightclub appearance, he's going to be a regular and he will 100% start next international break. Oof, oof. Big calls. Big calls. All right, so a bit of a yenar here, but my uh, my winner uh, this week is Manchester United. So, a bit funny because um, everyone knows that listens to the podcast knows that we have a little bit of an affinity with the United boys, the Red Devils. Um, and the reason, reason why they're my winner is because the pressure is finally really starting to mount on Ed Woodward, showing the, um, the financial statements for Manchester United uh, prove that the debt had risen by 177 million pounds to over half a billion pounds um, all up. So hopefully that means that the ownership is going to change um, to some... Wait, so you're saying your winner is, is Man United because... Because the- it could spell Ed Woodward out. <laughs> She whiz, that's a positive spin on, bit, on a situation. If that, is, that, is, that is that is inception for you. That but, is um, dark. Bit, bit of winception. That is very dark. Yeah. Alrighty, my <laughs> loser is actually I'm sticking with the England theme that Sam set a little bit earlier, and that is uh, the England fans are my loser. And the reason I say this was obviously we, Woody, we spoke about it last week. The little bust up between Raheem Sterling and Joe Gomez at training following that big Premier League game, mm-hmm. uh, but. Over the weekend, Joe Gomez came on as a substitute uh, in the game that Sterling was you know, not playing in. And he, you could see him on the camera, sitting in the stands watching. And he was actually clapping Joe Gomez as he was coming on, as he would with any player. But it was just nice to see it. Mm-hmm. Unfortunately, the England crowd, lots of them were booing. You could hear the boos you know, quite easily on the TV. Oh, and if you watch it back, it's pretty, it's pretty grim, to be honest. And apparently, it's hit Gomez pretty hard. And so, you know, you hope that doesn't, you know, sort of stain his England career for at least the near future. You hope you can get over it pretty quickly, but it's pretty disappointing from the England fans considering Sterling's made it very clear that it was all on him and his fault. So not a great, not a great reflection on English football from that view at an international level, at least Sammy. So my loser of the week is Arsenal. And what could be, what could be for one of a hundred reasons, I'm going to hone in on this one for for this week. So we've spoken about, Emery and his mismanagement of what we think players are. And we've all complained and our opinions are often sort of backed by pundits around the world when it comes to Arsenal and the way they play their football at the moment. And one of those is the way Lucas Torreira is played, correct? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So often for Arsenal, he comes off the bench and he plays as a sort of what is an attacking midfielder. On the weekend, he plays for his his, his national club against Argentina as the deepest player has an absolute blinder of a game, and it just is almost salt into the wounds to 
Emery and the Arsenal the the Arsenal fan base is just like why are, why are you not playing him in his position? It doesn't make sense, and hopefully they need to get there. It's borderline embarrassing. Yeah, for it is. It's the word, that's the word, kind of the word I was looking for. Yeah, two words, mate. Because Xhaka. <laughs> yeah. That's why. Let's just blame it on Xhaka and the uh, the Mars retrograde that's happening at the moment. But that's a completely different topic that I'm not even sure you two are across. No, we're not. What is that, no, Sam? That? It's just something weird that happens. Is that's happening with Mars at the moment. It's mm-hmm. counterclockwise turning, and it means that like things around the world are like messing. It's weird. Really? It's oh yeah, no, no, dark. it's affecting our weather patterns. Yeah, it's oh, it's like it's 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 like yeah, weird, Gee, weird that's stuffs happening. The highest sort of yeah. intelligence sort I, of yeah, so areas we had on this show. So I, I, ever. Didn't, I didn't hear, didn't hear it called by the Mars retrograde, but I knew that. So that basically what happens is that the axis of Mars is rotating at a different um, rate and a different angle than what it usually has been. So therefore, everything that is affected by Mars, therefore weather patterns, um, sun heat, everything. Um, so everything that happens like deflecting heat and whatever mm-hmm. is sort of messing with um, Earth's atmosphere. But the good is. news is the last day... That's Shaka's fault, by the way. ...is Tuesday this week. Yeah, okay. but essentially... So we, it's, it's passed. So oh. we're, we're out of the woods. So hopefully by next time Arsenal go out... Jack is gone. So basically, no more things to complain. And no about. more things to complain. Yeah, so basically, <laughs> there's no is, curse anymore. Yeah. Something when the international break is going on, this is scienti- scientifically explained. When the international break is going on, something needs to match Jack's effect on the universe. Yeah. Hence, this happened. This is this is where we're at, Arsenal. Like yeah. we're talking about oh, Mars shit. now. All yeah. right. It's the only logical explanation. Exactly. Would he please say you're loser <laughs> so we can move on? All right. So, Rivals is Cristiano Ronaldo. Uh, we all love the man. Sammy, you, you fancy yourself to be a bit of a Cristiano Ronaldo yourself. I'm his last time. Anyway, before the international break, Ronnie was on 98 international goals um, for Portugal and posted an Insta in anticipation that he was actually going to score his 100th goal. Oh, his face with 100 on it <laughs> and, and an emoji or something on, on, on the gram. But anyway, sitting two goals off before the game, Portugal played Luxembourg 1-2-0, but in the 86th minute, he snubbed Diego Yotta's first international goal for Portugal as it was, it was going over it was the literally line. literally like just a yeah, not over. like VAR sort of stuff. <laughs> and as it was going over the line, he belts it as hard as he can and celebrates like a fool, <laughs> right? And so he snubbed someone's first international goal to score his 99th against one of the worst, <laughs> one of the worst uh, international teams in the friendly tournament. Jeez. And he's copped a lot of criticism because I think it really showed potentially his, his greed and selfishness because he made an effort. He, he, he went out he, of his way. Went out of his way to take the goal away just to improve his own tally, which no doubt he'll get to eventually. Messi wouldn't have done it. Goodness me. Alrighty, lads, on that note, I reckon we wrap it up. It's a bit of a short one today, but lack of Premier League action means lack of podcast content, if we're being honest here. Mm-hmm. And lack of time. I think we uh, all have things to do. Exactly. And to be honest with you, we've had quite some recording issues tonight. So it hasn't yeah. been the perfect night for the we've nightclub. But we've tried our best. Woody, mm-hmm. just, we talked about it earlier about your unreal stuff on the Insta, and we talk about it every week. Yeah. So can you just remind people where we need to find that? Yeah, sure thing. You can find us on Insta at Premier League Nightclub. Or even on the Twitter, which has things such as question of the week and pretty much 
Well, I'm tweeting daily at the moment. And a giveaway. Yeah, and the giveaway, of course. Make sure to retweet that. Announcing the winner next week, I believe. Are we? Yeah, we are. I think we had to delay it a week for anyone that's listening in for the prize. We apologize um, just for because that. because we're waiting on uh, just an approval for a purchase. So, uh, with that being said, we are going to announce it next week. But, Sweet. yes. And you can find that giveaway and all so much more at EPL Nightclub. And so, lads, well, Woody, we had Sam back this week. Do you think he did okay? I think he did okay this week. He did all right. Yeah. If if, <laughs> if we didn't lose what we had just recorded, we would have done a lot. I would have been... Everyone would have been more impressed. Yeah, I me. think people have got something to look forward to next week yeah. purely because we've just accidentally done Delayed. a big a big practice of some really good stuff. So yeah, there's much to look to, forward to. Yeah. The, we were recording and we recorded at least 10 minutes of it and we look at it and it corrupted file and... We don't have it anymore. And the, the thing was, it was literally from the first sentence of yeah. the game show. It cut out. It was yeah. like we just so basically it, it was it's, the, it's, it was it's the, pulled a Sammy when it comes no, to doing podcast research. No, it's bloody missing. It's happened. The Mars retrograde. Oh yeah, it's it's, all, it's real <laughs> because Jacka, Granite Jacka, probably made a garage band. That's why it's stuffed. Up. Actually, probably sold us these mics to be honest. But anyway, yeah, let's move on and let's finish up because yeah. I'm dum, ready to dum, go dum, home. Dum, dum, I'm tired. Dum, dum, dum. I'm knackered, but I need to rest up for the EPL coming up this week. It's yeah. going to be a huge week. Huge games. West Ham, Tottenham, Man City, Chelsea. Those are the two I'm looking forward to. And, of Woo! course, the Blades up against Man United. That should huge. be massive. Speaking of which, Dean Henderson can't actually keep because yeah, be interesting to say who it was played. in his contract clause that he can't keep against Manchester United because they knew he was going to be a beast. Both. Alrighty, lads. <laughs> it was good. We'll come again next week. Goodbye, everybody. Find AXI on the Insta. See you guys.